center and coming in is Loom. Newendike centered it. Flames Talk with Pat Steinberg and Wes Gilbertson on Sportsnet 960 The Fan. All right, let's get it going. This hour is underway from the Scotiabank Saddledome. Steinberg, Wes on a Wednesday, September 27th, which uh, I dare dare say for uh, two kind of uh, now vets on this beat. Today has been a day. Welcome to the Sports Drive, brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Save $450 on the Braun EV5922 gun safe, now just $1450, or explore the full line of safes at calgarylockandsafe.com. Yeah, it's... uh, you're you're swimming the same way I am. We are just treading water on this on this Wednesday. I uh I I'm taking Ubers to the Saddle Dome. You're like just a just an absolute crazy day. Yeah, a uh, a wide range of emotions I think for everybody around the Saddle Dome today. Um, obviously the uh, the tough news about Chris Snow, the great news about a special day for Michael Backlund. Um, an injury to Jacob Pelche thrown in the middle of that. It has been a uh, newsy type day for those of us who cover the Calgary Flames. Well, let's. Uh, it's been a roller coaster. Uh, there's no doubt about that. Um, let's let's start and and preface everything with the fact that we're we're kind of doing the show with a heavy heart, and and by no means is uh, this going. Un, um, unaccounted for um, or by no means is this uh, not kind of almost the number one thing on your mind. Um, Chris Snow is is in a fight just after 11 o'clock this morning. Kelsey Snow uh, put this out on uh, social media. With a shattered heart, I've come to share that yesterday Chris became unresponsive and went into cardiac arrest. Paramedics and doctors were able to get his heart beating again, but devastatingly, a scan showed Chris has suffered a catastrophic brain injury caused by lack of oxygen. His doctors do not expect him to wake up from this. My chest feels cracked open and hollowed out. Chris is the most beautiful, brilliant person I'll ever know, and doing life without him feels untenable. Hug your people. That's from Kelsey Snow. Um, This from the Flames organization. We cannot convey the impact Chris has on our organization, not only in his work, but the leadership and positivity he brings. Despite his own challenges, he's a beacon of light, uplifting all of us around him. Our hearts are with Kelsey Cohen and Willa as Chris continues to battle. That came from the Flames and, and Wes. I mean, that's that's just it. And, and as, uh, as, as I said, to kick off the other hour that we did here on this Wednesday, we'll, we'll hold off on the in memoriams or, or remembering or, or obits or anything like that because he's still fighting. And yeah. it's, uh, the Flames, are, uh, um, the flames are, are sending good vibes. Flames Talk is sending good vibes. And, and uh, yeah, we're just keep on fighting is, is the idea right now. And, and if you want to know the way that this organization, the Flames organization, has wrapped its arms around Chris Snow and, and his family and Craig Conroy might even be, you know, a little uncomfortable with me sharing this because I, I don't think he wants any credit, but we know what a busy day this was for the Calgary Flames general manager. Well, he had Chris Snow's son Cohen with him this morning at Winsport watching the Flames practice, really touching to see all the different players come down 
the tunnel and fist bump and, and, and stop to chat with Cohen for a second. And then Cohen was, was here just upstairs as Michael Backlund was named the captain of this franchise. And so, you know, he, everyone in the Snow family, Chris, Kelsey, Cohen, Willa, the extended family, Everybody is at the forefront of the Flames' thoughts today. No I can it. tell you that much. Well, and and just by virtue of of, and we'll we'll get into Michael Backlund in a second. Uh, Craig Conroy, as we're speaking right now, is on his way to join us here in the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. He's just walking in. I I wasn't there because I was down here, so I was watching online. And um and uh, yeah, take a seat. Uh, I, I just I I you could tell it. And, uh, Mr. Conroy's voice that uh, it's been a very difficult day and yet also it's a great day for the organization just it's just uh it's it's been a day um let's say hello to the general manager of the Calgary Flames Craig Conroy is with us here uh appreciate this Connie uh yeah I, I guess let's let's start with just uh the the overall the, the overall thing that's hanging over everything and that is is Chris he's he's in a he's in a fight right now hey yeah he is I mean it's you know yesterday cardiac arrest in the afternoon and rushed him to the hospital and you know it's it's been a it's been a battle since i mean guy was able to get over and see him yesterday and kelsey and the kids and it's emotional i mean it's yeah it puts things in perspective you know to see him battling again he's been battling for five years and he continues to battle yep and uh and and with with that and with that heavy uh and and hanging over everything and and we're doing all of this with a with a super heavy heart it's it's also a really good day for the organization to not only get michael signed and and have him here for two more years he'll play a thousand games with the organization but also gets to join you as one of the captains and uh he's the 21st captain in franchise history it's it's a good day for the organization too. take us through that side of it it's exciting for for me personally because <laughs> Bax is the last person I played with, you know. So to have Bax here, and to know what kind of person he is and what he does for this community, what he does for this team, you can't put into words how how important that is. And when you're talking about, I mean, one of my things have been bringing in young guys, and you want people to lead them the right way. And again, Bax, second best guy in shape and camp that's huge i mean those are the things that you you look at what he does on the ice after in the gym so what are young guys doing they're following the leaders oh pax is in the gym i'm going in the gym pax is shooting extra pucks he's staying on the ice he's working on this whatever it is you know they just kind of follow him and and that's and it's a little more pressure i mean he's gonna have to be front and center good and bad but i think he was doing that anyways you know i think for the last two years it easily could have been Bax if Daryl decided to go with a co uh, captain, you know, I believe it was uh, going to be backs. And I think all the players believe that. So when you have management coaches and the players all saying it's one person, you know, it, it's really an easy decision. Take us through the uh, process of this. How did today's news become a reality? Yeah. Well, we talked, I talked to backs right after the season you know, he had some questions. He wanted to see where the direction of the team's going. And I told him then, if you're on board, you know, that, that'll give everyone's looking for the same thing. Same question you're asking me right now. Everybody's asking the same question. Where are we going? What are we doing? What's this team going to be like? And I said, you know, obviously the emotions, the way they felt at the end of the year, 
everyone was frustrated with the way it went. And I, I get it. So, you know, talking through the summer, you could tell even, I guess it goes right back to the draft. He came to the draft. If he really, you know, wasn't happy with us, he sat with us on the lunch. It was all the scouts. Uh, oh, back, back sat in on that stuff? He came to the lunch that we're having for all the scouts. He was there for two hours. Him and I sat for 40 <laughs> minutes, you know, and I'm thinking, really? Why would Bax want to leave? You know, and I kind of said to him at that point, I've played on different teams. I've, you know, there are good cities. You don't know what you're going to get out there. You don't know. But the legacy you could have here in Calgary. I mean, you and Iggy, thousand games, you know, that's special. I mean, you know, Dave Nona said, I guess the people that you know, we were talking and he said, you know, I had the Sedins start and finish with one club. That just doesn't happen, you know, and it made me kind of realize it is a big deal. And that's when I was thinking, you know, Bax and Iggy both doing it is pretty special. And then as the summer went along, Bax is great. Text me, call me. We would back and forth, you know, um, there was a long period where we didn't, you know, but I wanted to give him some space, some time to think. And when you're home, you know, you want to, you know, you just want to get away from it. But as we got closer um, to coming back, you know, I could tell a little bit of shift. Can we talk? Can we do that? Yes, absolutely. So, you know, even right before, uh, you know, I think the golf tournament, I said, he goes, okay, I, I'm feeling I want to, I want to come back. So I said, okay. And so then we talked again and he just said, we've been weighing everything. He goes, I don't even know. It's not close. <laughs> the pros are here. The cons are here. It yeah. doesn't make any sense. Like I said, perfect. So then we, uh, you know, we started to engage contract talks and, you know, it always takes a little bit of time. And, uh, and then finally we were able to, to close it the last few days. So, you know, him and his agent, coming through and to be able to get uh you know a two-year deal and that and that's why i told backs the two-year doesn't mean we're, we have three years and hey we can you, keep, you kept on rolling exactly on one -year deals, you can right? go you can go one-year deals like yep. let's you know let's let's do this together let's see where we're at so he was uh he was on board it was exciting and then uh you know now we get to move forward was um was the captaincy always part of the conversation in that you're like we also want you to be the captain of this team and and how how much was that part of you guys getting to and bridging any gaps well i told them right after the season i know you're the captain of this team you know you are the captain you didn't wear the c but you are the captain and he didn't disagree with me i mean we you know we talked about that and you know as it went along i mean i think he knew it, so we didn't have to talk about it because he knew if I'm committed here, I'm probably the captain. Yep. You know, and, and then even when we were talking right before he signed, I said, you're going to be the captain. You know, I mean, even today I had the jerseys all done. Everything was ready for – I was hoping it was going to go this way. If not, I was going to have, you know, uh, change course. But I had a feeling just the way talking to him from the golf tournament on – that he was 100% in, wanted to be a Calgary Flame. And that's even my first press conference. I just wanted guys that wanted to be here. And to hear him say it and want to be here was all well, all it took for me. It just looked right, too, didn't it? Like, it just uh, the, seeing that, I, I was watching it on the video stream because I was downstairs, but it just it just looked right, didn't it? It just feels right. Yeah, it does to me. You know, it, it you know, and maybe other people can look and say, oh, it should have been this person or that. But if you, you know, when you talk to the players in the next few days, it's going to be very apparent who was the captain of that yep. team. 
Craig Conroy's with us here on Flames Talk West. Dare I ask how long you've had those 11 jerseys ready with the C <laughs> on them? Peter Hanlon's quick, though, but we've, we've been talking about it for, I think, since the golf tournament. I don't know if we had them then, but I was feeling better about something moving forward. You know, but you don't want to get too far ahead of yourself until it's actually done. So it was nice to actually see him sign the paperwork. We agreed. I mean, I gave him a big hug out at Winsport today and congratulated him. And, you know, he it, it, it's it's a great feeling for me. I mean, he's the last person I played with here. Right. So my really big first signing was would be him was special for me. I mean, I got Sharon Govich done, but I didn't know, you know, Austerly, I got that done, but to really get backs, to get my first captain, a few things I really wanted to do, and, and to know he's going to be with us for three years is pretty special. I I just asked Michael upstairs during the press conference to sort of explain what it means to have that second C in the case of the Flames on his chest. And, <laughs> and he said, you know, maybe ask me again after I've played a game. <laughs> I'm, I'm still trying to kind of believe this is real, but you're one of... 20 previous guys who knows exactly what it means to have the C on his chest in this city. Can, can you put that into words? You know, and you look at the guys that are before the Lannies, the, the, the guys that are, have done it. And even on every team I've played, when you go to Montreal, when I was in Montreal to see all the captains there and how they handle themselves and how they do it, there's a responsibility. There's a big responsibility, and until you wear the C, you don't know how big it is. I mean, you're you always worried about yourself as a player. Now you have 22 other guys you're worried about too, and you have to hold them accountable. It's not always fun being a captain because you have to do some hard things at times. You know, I think like I would tell backs, I would rather do it, pull you aside, a player aside, and talk to them privately because you never want to embarrass them and hockey players don't take that well if you're in a group and you start yelling at them that's not going to go well but hey pull them aside and whatever you feel like you need more from and you got to look at yourself if you're not playing well you know and the other thing is in a Canadian market the media good bad good game bad game you have to be there I mean you definitely want to get a break you know, you, you need that support system around you so those assistant captains that leadership group you know I, there used to be games when Jerome would say, Connie, I don't want to do any media. Do you mind? Sure. You know, or hey, can someone else, Robin, can you do it? Whoever it was, Rhett, can you do it? Like there's just times when it becomes a lot. You're trying to get your own game going at times. And that's where it's the support system. So as much as Bax is the captain, it's going to be the people around him also that are going to be a big part of this. What, uh, knowing that Michael said, several months ago I, I want to know the direction of this team I, I, I don't want to miss out on the opportunity to be a part of a contender before my career is done what does today's news mean to you in the sense of the job you've done so far and the direction now Michael Backlund believes this team can go well I mean I think if he would have seen just guys leaving, leaving, leaving for draft picks and, you know, other things, it probably would have sent a message that he didn't want to be here. But I did believe in, I do believe in the team. I did believe in the team last year. We didn't, we didn't perform the way we thought we were going to. So I think moving forward, we just, you know, 
the idea was, okay, if we can get these guys signed and we can move forward, I think, you know, it, the problem was getting the first one signed and now Bax is signed and, and now we'll move, move, move on to the next guy and see where we're at because it's not it's not always easy and it never happens as quick as people would like i know fans were like what are you doing why are you pointing at me when yeah, you say that <laughs> yeah exactly but you know you're you're trying to build the best team you're trying to find a way to win and and financially you have a salary cap yeah you know and i do know what's going up next year but also we want to we want to be a good team we want to be able to add pieces you know but that's why we're going to see young guys in the lineup and you know unfortunately you know, we had an injury in the game the other night, and that hurts, you know. And you feel bad because Pelche came in and worked so hard. You know, every year he put on one pound. He put on eight pounds this year. He looked faster. He looked quicker. He looked like, you know, just the excitement, you know, what we wanted in that room. And unfortunately, um, the injuries happened, and now we got to move forward. But those are the things we were trying to do. And I think, you know, when you look at Bax as the captain, for him to lead these young guys that we're going to have is going to be, uh, you know, like I said, he's going to set a great example for everybody in that room. Just a couple more. Cause I know it's a, it's a crazy day for you, but um, flexibility with this deal. It's the term is flexible. The AAV is flexible. Like from a, you mentioned the salary cap, this really works from your framework, doesn't it? It, it does. I mean, it, you know, if, Bax wants to be a part of something and has a chance to win. You know, he could he have got more money out there? Maybe. I, I don't know how that would have all worked, but he would have had to move. He, and he wanted to be a flame. And he was willing to, you know, take a, take a little bit of a pay cut to stay here and be a part of this. And now it's my job to use that little bit of money we have, mm -hmm. you know, wisely moving forward. Um, what does it take? You mentioned the fitness testing. You were you were effective right until you wrapped up your career. W what does it take to play in? He's thirty four now to play into his late thirties and still be at an NHL level. What does it take? What what's it going to take for Michael? Well, first of all, it's the conditioning off the ice. I mean, you can't let yourself go, and he doesn't. I mean, he's in great shape. You know, he's uh, durable. The way he plays. He hasn't had a lot of injuries over the course of his career. Some guys have had a ton of injuries, but that's why he's so close to playing a thousand games because he hasn't been injured, you know, and, and knock on wood, I shouldn't have said that, but no. you know, they, uh, just the way he takes care of himself, the way he prepares, the way he eats, the way he comes to the rinks, his preparation, you know, you don't see, you, you see him continuing to go like this for the next two or three years and then we'll see where it goes from four five six who knows you know that's that's the one nice thing about this is you know it's a two-year deal but backs can play as long as he wants um and you mentioned jacob that that's pretty gutting news too uh just what was your reaction when you got the news and if you can give us a little bit of an update as to where things are on jacob yeah, when, you know, you're always hoping for the best. Uh, I had the MRI, and obviously it didn't go the way we'd like, but the one good thing is um, we're going to get surgery next week. He'll be out indefinitely until, you know, the one thing we want to make sure with the surgery that when he comes back, he's 100%. You know, I know he was probably thinking when that night he would like to play, hey, is there a chance to play? But, you know, when you talk to all the doctors, second opinions, the best thing for him was to get the surgery and then move forward and you know it's disappointing because I know how disappointed he was because he was so excited to be here and you know he just felt like it was a whole different 
training camp for him. He just felt at ease and comfortable and being himself, and he felt great. So, you know, I told him, hey, we're just your legs still work. We're going to keep going. We're going to get you back, and then when you're ready to go, you know, we'll, we'll start up again. Um, I saw you earlier today at, at Winsport. I, I, I didn't know about the Chris news at the time, so uh, I just wanted to say uh, thoughts. Uh, everybody here, Wes, me, Station, Flames Talk, everybody with, with you and the Flames family. So uh, appreciate the time today, and uh, I, I guess hang in there, eh? Really appreciate that. Thanks, Pat. Thanks, Wes. Craig Conroy, Calgary Flames General Manager, joining us here as uh, we continue along on Flames Talk. Pat and Wes along with you in uh, what has been a uh, it's been a day here at the Scotiabank Saddledome and Windsport. Thank you to Connie for doing that. That was not easy for him to do. It just wasn't, and uh, you can tell that it's good day. It's good day because Michael Backlund signed, and he's the captain. It's also a horrible day, and uh, the the Chris Snow stuff hanging over everything, and you could tell from just the way uh, Craig was was keeping it together, but in times barely. Yeah, uh, it's it's a tough day around here. It's somber everywhere. You and I have covered lots of contract extensions we've covered captaincy announcements i don't think both at the same time ever in my career but today feels different yeah and out of respect for chris snow it should feel different but you know you just heard it in craig conroy's voice i'm sure you can hear it in in pat and i's voice as guys who Wes, I just saw the guy ten days ago. He came up to me, body checked me at a uh, at a at a coffee shop in Penticton, um, and, and Kelsey was there. Willa and Cohen were there, and and his analytics crew was there. The nerds were there. And I say that because I also am a nerd, so I say that lovingly. Um, and, and I I remember I was like, damn, it's good to see Chris. Yeah. And he's like, I haven't seen Chris in a little bit, just because over the summer, um, hadn't seen him in a box where you usually see him watching watching practice, um, because because we hadn't been here. And so I hadn't seen him in Penticton yet, but I was like, damn, it's good to see Chris. He's traveling. He's still, I was like, I just put a huge smile on my face. That was literally September 17th and it's September 27th. And, and here he is fighting for his life. It just, it is sobering times 2000. Yeah. You know what? That's a, that's a perfect word for it. I, I think we, <clears throat> as reporters and, and, you know, combined with some of the flame staff, like we were all at Winsport when Kelsey shared that devastating tweet today. And there wasn't a whole lot of chatter. There wasn't a whole lot of anyone sort of knowing how to put into words what we were all feeling. And I think because of how willing Chris and Kelsey have been to, share the the yeah. ups and downs uh, of the fight with ALS. It's not just people today who know Chris Snow, who are absolutely gutted, like millions. And, and that sounds like such an overstatement. And in this it's case, not. it's not. Millions of people are rooting for this family and continue. You've to got, be. you've got, you've got people who have been affected firsthand, secondhand, thirdhand mm-hmm. by ALS. You've got the entire Major League Baseball community. You've got the Boston Red Sox organization. You've got Minnesota. You've got, uh, you've got the entire hockey world. Uh, it, 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 millions is not stretching it. This guy has been, this guy's been an inspiration. When he threw out that first pitch a couple summers ago, that yeah. was inspiring to literally millions. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's not, it's not, exaggerating it in the slightest I, I was thinking on the drive down to the saddle dome about the first pitch because we had a great 
great chat about it and it's it's one of those things we'll all be reminiscing of but we're we're thinking of, of chris and his family today absolutely uh, we're coming at you from the Doug Lacey's Basement Systems Hot Stove Lounge. They're your local experts for basement waterproofing, sump pumps, crawl spaces, foundation repair, and radon mitigation. They're all things basement-y. Visit dlbasementsystemscalgary.com. Flamestock is on the air and streaming on the Sportsnet mobile app. Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Calgary. Welcome back to the Scotiabank Saddledome. We have Michael Backlund with us, the 21st captain in Calgary Flames history and the owner of a brand new two-year contract extension, which kicks in after this year. How does that all sound, especially the first part? You've signed contracts before. You've never been named captain before. How does the 21st captain in Calgary Flames history, or as Wes Gilbertson put it on uh, on Twitter today, uh, Captain Calgary, how does, uh, how does, that, <laughs> how does that sound? Yeah, no, it's uh, sounds good. Uh, thanks, Wes. <laughs> no, it's very. I'm very proud uh, uh, to wear the, uh, you know, the C on my chest, the two C's, and uh, it's a special day. Uh, I'm very excited. Um, my family is very excited. Uh, my wife and uh, all the family back in Sweden were all uh, very excited uh, that we're staying and uh, that I also get to be the captain. I, I guess. Take us through this process and how today came to be from when we last saw you on April 14th to now September 27th and, and how we got to this point. Yeah, it's been a bit of a roller coaster for sure. Um, you know, really disappointed, frustrated after the season and, uh, you know, like everyone else was and uh, just considering my options and uh, thinking about the future and, um yeah not uh you know we've been we've been here a long time and uh we appreciate everything calgary has given us and the life we've had here and but also you know like i think it's pretty normal to think what it could be if we go somewhere else and uh um you know there's some uh uh you know if it, if it were to be traded to a top team or considered top team because this league is so tight it's hard yeah. <laughs> um you know what that would be like so uh yeah, it's been a big roller coaster um, this summer, uh, going back and forth a little bit. Uh, after, you know, draft and free agency and everything kind of settled down and you realized uh, nothing's going to happen this summer, um, you know, we we kind of felt, you know, we're excited. To go, we're really excited to go back to Calgary. We never, never, ever said we, you know, closed any doors. Uh, we just said we were thinking, uh, wanted to, take our time and see how things were and uh yeah and then you know we started to prepare to go back to calgary and we're excited about it and uh once we got back here you just could feel the appreciation and love from the the fans the community of calgary all the people and uh, also uh the management the coaches and my teammates and uh, it was great to be back here and see everyone and get to meet the new coaches and uh, yeah so it just it just felt special coming back and it felt like this is where we belong and um, when you put everything together the pros and cons and um which we actually did <laughs> that's what craig said that yeah like the pros just were, were way yeah. too many right yeah for sure uh and end of the day too uh you know we underperformed last year i think this is a great hockey team there's a lot of good players a lot of talent on the team and we just didn't live up to expectations and guys coming in this year and you want to show they're better so 
because um, I do still, that's my main thing. I want to win and I want to push this team to win. And my biggest dream is to win in, in Calgary. And um, we also when we put that aside because, you know, it's hard to pick who's going to win next year. Yeah. It's hard to pick who's going to win in two years. And if we take that aside, we're like, where, where are we at? Um, we love it here in Calgary. It's home. It's where our kids were born. Uh, kids love their lives here. Uh, we have a really good life, me and Frida as well. Um, a great group of girls, great teammates, um, you know, all the new uh, coaches and management, all the little changes, you know, uh, you could just feel the energy and everything around here it was so positive and in uh, good vibes. So, you know, we just felt, uh, yeah, this is, uh, and also like the, the two special parts too, also that we could control was to be named captain and potentially uh play thousand games so it just yep. felt like uh, this is where we belong this is uh where we're supposed to be and this is where we want to be when when i saw you in nashville and uh and and talked to you a couple times there what i didn't know when i talked to you the first time and, and i don't think you had seen it when i talked to you in the hotel but right before you left for bridgestone arena uh the flames had made that video package for you uh with all the people that you had touched and and that was kind of the uh the the thing that they played for you right before you left and then you go and you win the king clancy memorial um what what did that was it 48 hours in nashville what what did that entire experience winning the king clancy for all you've done in the calgary community seeing that video no seeing how the flames handled everything how big a deal they made of it what what did that mean to you as you came to making this decision yeah that was a big part too I just uh it was a great experience uh so far once in a lifetime opportunity to go to the nhl awards and uh that video made me very emotional it was very special i'm very thankful they showed that to me and um yeah, you can just tell that we over the years, me and Frida have touched a lot of lives here in Calgary, and we created a, we created a, you know, this is our, where we lived our adult lives. Um, both me and Frida, we were young when we moved to Calgary. Um, like I moved obviously here first without her, but I was yeah. I was 20, she was 20 when she came over. So, you know, we lived, spent our whole biggest chunk of our adult life over here. So. Um, yeah, it just felt really special winning the King Clancy as a Calgary Flame and um, to switch teams after that, it, it didn't feel as right. And um, yeah, so that's kind of when it started a little bit too, uh, thinking about go, you know, what we should do. Um, yeah, for sure. Safe to say that when you take a look at, uh, there's so many different ways that I'm sure Wes and I want to go, but safe to say that when you take a look at the, the roster that you have, how much you felt last year you underachieved, was it almost going back to how you felt last summer when there was there seemed to be a lot of excitement going into last season huberdo's here uyghur's here a lot of people talking about how maybe the group could take a step forward even after players who had left obviously didn't go that way but do you get in touch with that when you look at the roster which is virtually unchanged and say yeah you know what we still think this group can do something yeah for sure uh like you said there was a lot of hype last year uh for a good reason. I mean, yeah, we lost some big key players. I've been there for a long time, some great teammates to me. Um, but also we got some really talented players, uh, great guys, but, uh, you know, just looking at the hockey side, some really talented players. So for sure, we have felt we have a really, still a really strong team. We had a good season the year before. You know, we brought in some really good players. And, 
yeah, we're also we were all hoping and expect, ex expectations were high. We were hoping we were gonna have a really good season, start off great, and then we had that little bit of break, and it just kind of snowballed from there on the wrong side. And and now we want to show that what happened last year uh, is in this team, and we want to show that we're better. And um, so yeah, I do believe in all the guys are here. I think we have a really good team, and uh, I enjoy playing with those all those guys. Everyone's a great teammate. I, I love all the guys, so uh, I'm I'm excited about this year. Michael Backlund with us here at the Saddledome, Wes. Michael, if you don't mind, um, take us inside the Backlund family living room or, or dining room. You sit down to make the list of, of pros and cons. How, how does that conversation go and what's sort of stacked up on the, the pros side? Yeah, it was just me and Frida sitting on, you know, uh, in the living room. Uh, we have a setup with two couches and two... Uh, uh what do you call it kind of lounge chairs okay and a coffee table in the middle yeah. so we were on our each couch and <laughs> free us holding pen and paper and uh you know a lot of pros were uh obviously kids have a really good here uh we have a lot of close friends and fam like they're not actual family but we they count as family outside of the hockey here um you know we have some a really good team um great teammates uh really good uh wives girls group and you know um the pros there was just there was a lot of pros and not a lot of cons uh and then we're trying to do you know there's i said a lot of pros already and um i just can't come up with them but uh you know just the appreciation we feel from the fans and uh everything <coughs> sorry um <coughs> uh, yeah, just a uh, you know the possibility to be captain, play thousand games. That uh, really good team. Um, yeah, just a lot of pros and then the cons. You know the weather, a little cold at times. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, but other than that, we're like there's there aren't many cons here. And right. uh, then we're trying to look at pros if we go somewhere else and just just a lot of uncertainty. You just don't know um, if you go to free agency. You just never know. What it will, you know, or first of all, what if I get traded deadline and then things don't go well, and then we go into free agency, you got to switch team again, maybe potentially, and then it was just like, what if you only get a one-year deal, then maybe switch? I was just felt like it was, what if, you know, we can build such a big legacy here with a really good team, uh, with a coach that I have a long history with, with a uh, GM that I play with. It's just, yeah, it was just too much here to turn it down. You, you told me upstairs, and maybe I'll be asking you to repeat yourself a little bit, but you said you had a really good talk with head coach Ryan Huska and that you know that was one of many factors that, that had you thinking about staying. What, what can you share about what Ryan's message then was to you? Yeah, we, uh, I, I talked to Huska a couple times this summer too, and uh, it was similar talks, but once we get to sit down face to face and uh and it's been a weekend or almost actually almost two weeks uh, or something like that since i got in here and i've started to think about staying and feeling the appreciation from the fans and and the people in calgary and um sit down with husk and he you know he's like this is uncomfortable a little bit but and i have to say like if you're not committed like not resigning it's gonna be hard for me to put the captaincy on you and but still you're you're a guy you're a leader you know you're you know we appreciate everything you do and nothing will change but 
and you know it was some other things too and uh can't go all, all into details so we'll keep some but yeah it was just sure. a very personal meeting and uh, with the history we have i just felt i just really took that to heart and you know uh, it really got got to me and i you know on the way home i called my wife Frida and i said you know this is what we talked about and then i went about my day a little bit and later that night you know she, she was like uh, we got we're staying here there's no way we can leave now <laughs> yeah yeah so yeah no that was a good was a good talk with husk and um like i have really really good talks with connie too uh since the season ended and uh he's uh he's uh he's an energizing person and uh you know he's very passionate so i've had some good talks with him too and um but yeah that's that was a little special talk with huskers for sure flames fans i i just want to be sure that you heard that when you see michael backland out and congratulate him make sure you thank frida too because she <laughs> would she was a big part of this yeah. yeah no i mean if your better half is not happy where you're at then you know you're not going to be able to perform and life's not going to be great so you know knowing that the kids have it so good here and they enjoy living in calgary and hearing from your wife that she wants to stay and she wants to be here and commit to calgary you know the was in um, made a decision easy for me um, to say, yeah, let's stay here. Please uh, correct me if I have the date wrong here because Googling Michael Backlund captain returns a few more results than it would have two hours ago. But <laughs> I think it was 2018 you captained Team Sweden to gold at the World Championships. Yeah. What What do you take away from that experience in terms of what the role of a, a captain is and just... You know, having had that experience, you know, what do you sort of put on yourself now as, as captain of the Calgary Flames? Well, uh, you know, it was the first time I got to be a captain at the pro level, and it was, uh, you know, I got to have that conversation with the coach on a daily notice or daily on a daily basis where we discuss things, and he was asking me things about the team, the players, uh, where we have, what we need, and all that kind of stuff. And uh, and then it was also doing the uncomfortable things uh, when there needed to be something said, uh, you know. That was, you know, I had to say it, and uh, we had a really good team, and we played really well the whole tournament. But there was a few things that popped up that you had to address, and it was a bit uncomfortable for me. But something I grew out of after, felt that after being captain for Sweden for a short period of time, but definitely uh, helped me with my leadership skills and helped me grow uh, as a leader. And I brought it with me here in Calgary after that. It's funny you bring that part up, and Wes asked that question. Because you, when we when we sat down with you in here, uh, just before your 900th game, you talked about how yeah you've you've really even grown into the leadership side of things that maybe we don't see or don't talk about enough. Like talking to Sean O'Brien about you know should you leave that night or should you leave the next day and and doing some of those behind the scenes things. When, when did that start? Did that start after Geo left? Did that start maybe more so last year? Now that there was a lot of people who had left, I'm just curious as to when or how that evolved for you. Yeah, um, you know, uh, it started when I became an alternate captain, being more involved, those kind of things. And uh, I mean, Geo had the last say, and he was mostly called in by the Bill Peters or Jeff Ward there, and and then uh, you know geo would discuss things with us and uh but eventually you know when geo left it felt you know there was uh took more 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 leadership in that as well uh to be you know the little sp spider in the spider web with, between the players coaches uh, team service sean ob uh yeah. like planning things and do things uh and especially last year with you know mon and chucky leaving us last summer 
you know, it was just uh, it was me and Tani left in the leadership group and uh, or the the captains, and uh, uh, I took another. St I felt like I had to take another step on that part, but also the whole with all the new guys coming in and trying. You know, I felt like it was uh, time for me to step up even more as as a leader. Um. So you you now sit here as the captain of the Calgary Flames, and your general manager is a former captain. You played with the last two captains as well. You played so much with Mark Giordano, and you played with with Jerome as well. Jerome's with the organization. I'm just to follow in specifically Craig Jerome and Gio's footsteps, and to become captain 21. I'm just curious what that means to you. Yeah, it means a lot. Those are some great players and tremendous people. Um, yeah, I got to play with all of them, and I enjoy playing with all of them. Um, got to play with Connie and Iggy early stage, uh, GO2, but uh, early in my career, and uh, got to grow up here in Calgary with Iggy as my captain and seeing on a daily basis what he do and um, you know how he treats his teammates and how the, all the players respected him and uh, how he worked on and off the ice. Um, <clears throat> And then, uh, you know, with Gio, we got to play for a very long time together, so we became friends. And, uh, you know, with Gio or Iggy, he was, and also Connor, they're a little bit older than me, and I came in as a rookie. So um, me and Gio were more, you know, friends, uh, closer friends. And, um, yeah, it was great to play under him when he was a captain, too. He always laid it all out there every night and sacrificed his body and um great leader in the room as well and um yeah it's very special to take over from geo i have some big shoes to fill and um yeah i'm very thankful that i got to play with uh, all those three guys the uh the ability to be at a high level you're coming off a career year uh you were sixth in selkie voting last year and you did that at 33 34 and and i think you're only Four and a half years younger than Wes and I, so it's, so we'll, we'll we'll tread carefully not to age. You ourselves. don't want to know what people call us, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, to, to, typically that's older uh, in NHL years. What goes into still being at a high high level at your age, and and what will go into sustaining that high level in in the next three years here? Well, it's a lot about preparation. Uh, in the off season, prepare myself to be able to play 82 games in playoffs and to stay healthy and uh, you know keep up my fitness. Um, that's a big key. And um, yeah, once again looking at Gio, um, I he was uh, at his best later. You know after he turned 30 in his career and won a Norris when he was 30. 35. Yeah, yeah, at least 35. Yeah, yeah. yeah he could if he didn't get hurt that one year, he probably would have won it two years yep. before or three years yep. before. Um, but anyways, yeah, he's played the best hockey after 30. He's always looked up to Gio, um, uh, you know, that I want to be like him. And uh, also um, another player that looked up to Swedish players, Nicholas Lidstrom, who also had his best years. Uh, I mean, he was great his whole career, but he won all his Norris, I think, also after 30. Yep, uh, right. So... Um, and I talked to, I mean, I talked lots with Gio, but I don't know, I know Lidstrom, but I don't know him super well, but he, he's from my home, he's not from, but he lives in my hometown, so I see him once in a while, not in a common friends, and with Team Sweden, I met him a few times, and one time I asked him, what, you know, the older you got, the older you get, what more, like, what did you focus on? And he was just like, yeah, my cardio, so I can keep playing the big minutes and keep up in this league, so um, trying to do that too, and um 
yeah, it's just uh, yeah, a lot about preparation on a daily basis too, um, so I can stay healthy and uh, be at my best when you know when at practices and games. Um, and it's uh, more and more the you know the, I've always been a serious person, um, very serious about my hockey and take care of myself off the ice, and uh, that comes into play even more the older you get as well. Do you ever uh, the the do you ever look at the different hairstyles? <laughs> on your hockey DB. <laughs> well, NHL posted some uh, pictures on the Instagram the other day from my uh, my right. my what do you call it the early picture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah. There's been some different looks. <laughs> some of the young guys haven't seen my long hair, so they were laughing when they saw that. That that's where you can tell you're not very close in age to Pat and I, because you have a lot less forehead than we're working <laughs> with at this point. That's true. Yeah, that's true. I've always had the five head though, so I, <laughs> I will always I will always push back on that. You get to you'll get to move into second all time, like guaranteed this season on the all time games played list. You'll get a thousand as a member of the Flames. It's uh it's pretty cool. That that stuff means a lot to you, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And um yeah, it's uh it was something I just couldn't uh, look past and um something I take a lot of pride in and um me and my family or me and Frida we 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 said that you know we're curious people. Uh we wonder what it would be like to play somewhere else, but we're also comfortable people. We're also at our best when we're comfortable and at the end that's where we you know we felt like this is where we belong and uh to hopefully get to those milestones will be uh, will mean a lot to me. Um, you know, it goes down to family too. My dad was at the same uh, job for uh, 33 years. My grandpa too, similar thing. Worked at the same as a carpenter and the same company for I don't know how many years, but very loyal uh, people. And I've you know I my grandpa passed. My so my dad's dad passed. Uh, uh, 2020 and uh yeah it was you know something i was when this you know when i think about what i should do in my life and he's one of my favorite person ever and uh, you know i always think of him that he was a very loyal person so that was also a big thing i brought with me in the decision here that i want to be loyal to calgary um this is why i feel like where i'm meant to be and belong that's awesome. It's probably a perfect way to wrap it up. Uh, congratulations, honestly. Like, yeah, congrats, think, Michael. Congrats. This is thanks, awesome. guys. Yeah, uh, thanks. Appreciate uh, it. Michael Backlund is the 21st captain in Calgary Flames history. Uh, he gets named today, and he also signs a two-year contract extension. So, uh, lots more backs in Calgary. The 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 double C as as the double C. Yeah, the double C. It just uh, it might looks, might have a future in radio too. Thanks, a pretty backs. well-spoken guy. That was that was pretty good. That was terrific. And it always is. It's always so insightful chatting with them. Yeah. And and you and I have had the cuz we basically been covering this team right about the same amount of time um I, like his entire career. It's 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 neat. It's uh it's it's cool to see. So congrats. He deserves it. And we haven't even talked about it. We'll wrap up on the backland front with it's a slam dunk for both sides. I, I think one of the coolest things about this news today from a Calgary Flames standpoint is I, I don't foresee, I can't imagine there's a lot of debate happening right now about the value of the contract. And I, I know when Elliot Friedman made his prediction last night, you know, when he guessed that it might wind up being a three-year deal in the 5.5 range, I know there were some people on, on social media kind of saying, oh, geez, that's a little longer than I was thinking, or, 
or maybe that's a little higher cap hit than I was thinking. And certainly Michael Backlund could have commanded, I, I think, a deal like that on the free agent market. The fact that it comes in at two years with a salary cap hit of $4.5 million, that's a really tidy bit of business 100%. for Craig Conroy. It, it, it just makes sense. Like Everyone wants a, a contract to be either great for the player or great for the team. Man, this this one feels like both, doesn't it? It does. It team wise, slam dunk for him. He's it gets him the captaincy. It gets him a thousand games in the Flames uniform, and it puts him in a situation where he can, with one more one year contract potentially, could be the all time games played leader yeah. in in franchise history. These things mean a lot to him. It's why I push back. And we got to wrap, but it's why I push back when people say things like. Oh, you should have traded him. No, you know what? There's a value in having a guy spend his entire career with you. And and I think that there's a value in, in Michael Backlund being that guy with the Flames. And, and I know we have to wrap, so I'll keep this really quick. But the message this sends, a guy who had just said, geez, I, I'm not sure about the direction here. I think the message that this sends internally about the belief in this team is as valuable as what you might have gotten for him in a trade. Yep, agreed. Um, we did the whole hour, heavy, heavy heart, um, with, with Chris Snow and, and the situation that, that Chris is, um, Chris is facing right now, uh, all the good vibes, all the, the vibes we can send to Chris who's fighting and, uh, to the Snow family from Wes and me and Flames Talk and everybody, uh, a thousand percent in that respect. The same time, congrats to, to Michael Backlund, who is the 21st captain in Calgary Flames history. That'll wrap us up this hour on Flames Talk. Thanks to Michael. Thanks to Craig. Thanks to Wes. Thanks to Cam and Taylor. I'm Pat, and this has been the Sports Drive, brought to you by Calgary Lock and Safe. Save $450 on the Braun EV5922 gun safe. Now just $1450, or explore the full line of safes at calgarylockandsafe.com. This is Flames Talk. Did you know there's a game tonight? Like, did you like with all of Pelche, the the heartbreaking snowy situation, and the Michael Backlund news? They also play in an hour, an hour and, and five minutes. We got a pregame show next. I swear I'm prepared for it. I actually am ish prepared for it. Uh, Wes will be with us on the pregame from the Dome. Megan will be with us. Megan Mickelson will join us a little bit. Uh, we'll hear from uh, Jordan Osterley and more. Uh, i got to do some furious typing in the break, but we'll come back with Flames warm-up. Uh, thanks to Michael Backlund. Thanks to Craig Conroy. Thanks to Jordan Bay. And, of course, uh, Peter Hanlon, the best in the business. Thanks, as always. Uh, we'll talk to you in a few on Flames warm-up for the Flames and Jets from the PEG next on Sportsnet 960 The Fan.